I'm contemplating and shopping around health insurances right now. My world has completely changed. You are a fucking full blown adult. So, how many? Kids, I, yeah, how many I got catapulted and thrusted into that, man. I got a. <laughs> we're gonna keep talking over each other. We got a little internet connection thing going on here. You do. I'm trying I'm, to watch. I'm severe, and every time I feel like you're done talking. Yeah, no, you're good. I'm I'm often I'm off in the back part of my my property near water, and uh, I'm nowhere near my router. So this is this is kind of the best setup that I can do right now because I've like you just mentioned I've got kids now, so I can't be inside and do a show. It is a little bit loud. So this is kind of the well, I'm trying to find the sweet spot out here to where I'm close enough to the router but far enough away that I'm not bothering anybody. So that's, that's my struggle right now. And, and now I'm trying to, you know, I'm watching you to see when I can talk and when I can't talk. So it's a little, little bit of a, little bit of a hiccup. Just Stop me if you've heard this one before. Oh, I love it. It's one of the best sounds on the planet. I think you're going to have to get oh, a, it's so refreshing. You're just going to have to get a long ass Ethernet cable. Just go 150 feet all out on Amazon. Giant ass cat five. It'll work. I have one. Shit. I can do it. I think I have a 75 footer here, actually. 75 footer? That's a pretty big, uh, uh, pretty, pretty long cable. I thought I was going to work. I might just move, I just might move everything a little bit closer. Problem. Yeah. It's, there's some struggles, man. Like, I, let me describe to you where I'm at right now. So, like, I'm, if you walk out the back of my house, I have like kind of a small yard and there's like a detached shed. That's like a 10 by 12 shed. Uh, and that's where I'm at now. And if I go any closer to the house, I'm going to be right next to the air handler. So when that kicks on, you're not going to be able to hear me at all. And I'm not going to be able to hear you at all. So like, I'm kind of right for right now until I can find a better spot. This is kind of like the best I can do. So it's, I think you're right, man. I'm going to have to go get like a long cat five, long ethernet cable and, you know, snake that thing through a window or something. See if I can get a solid connection. I got faith in you. There's a reason they make them that long for a reason. So like that's right. Somebody's using them. Yeah, and they're still and they're cheap. I don't I don't know how much they used to cost, but I know this one's seventy five foot. I think it was twenty three dollars. I was gonna say yeah, like ten fifteen bucks something like that. You can get those things. They, remember when you used to have to try to pay for an HDMI cable, and now they give them to you. Like you don't even have to buy like a, a like an Apple. They just give you HDMI cables now. <laughs> Same thing with the Cat Fives. I can't tell you how many I've thrown away of the shitty ones that come with stuff. Oh, like the HDMI cables? Yeah. Just you know, for a while I was hoarding those things, man. For a while I was like, man, I'm gonna hang on to these things. I'm gonna use this one time. Like the little three footers, right? Like the one and a half footers. Yeah, you can't use those for anything. <laughs> I've, I've got but they'll, they'll throw two or three in there. I I go and buy like you know the swivel TV mounts for if you want to put your TV on the wall like they sell those now like that come with the hdmi cable comes with the little hdmi cable with it i've got 14 of them at my house i don't need it i feel like i'm getting a little something extra <laughs> just winning it's getting getting over they're not worth anything who's gonna buy on facebook hey on marketplace i got five of them for sale three dollars oh you no, everybody does. Everybody's got a couple of stairs. My, my father-in-law has a dedicated cabinet to Cat5, HDMI, like old coaxial cable. Like who's using coaxial? 
actual cable anymore. He's got is the coax the one that's got the light on the end of it? No. No, I think the coax is just like that's the white the, cable, right? The, yeah, the cable you plug in, like the old cable TV days. Yeah. So I was going to say, like, I have a bunch of those. The, the one that plugs into the back of the TV. Old, that's just old the, school, yeah, going to the, your cable box. The, the optic one. I have that one. Because my Sono, my Sonos surround system. Oh yeah, the optic transceiver, whatever that is. What with the optics transceiver thing? Yeah, because it doesn't. It's a fancy have, boy surround sound. It doesn't have. Uh, yeah, it didn't go through HDMI or ARC. It wanted to go through the the light. So that's what we're rocking. Follow the light. I feel like a bunch of TVs aren't going to have that anymore for long. Cause I don't know. What the coaxial connect? The the light one. The light, yeah. Well, you bring up a good point though. Talk about things that TVs don't need anymore. When's the last time you seen a cable box? I'm sure they're still out there. I haven't used a cable box in probably. I want to say about three or four years now. I draw. I cut the. What do you use for internet? Because it sucks. Uh, well, it's I mean, it's Spectrum. <laughs> it's always sucked, but I'm probably uh, at the furthest point away from my house that I can get. Spectrum. Okay. Spectrum does have bad reviews, though, overall. <laughs> or should you try to go... Do you want me to try to move closer? Only a couple min- minutes into this thing. That's fine. What's that? That's fine. You can try. We can try closer. You want to drop the video and see if that helps? Let's try. Let's stop the video first. See if that maybe helps out. That way, we don't have to move everything. That usually does help. It's like the, All right, the videos dropped. Now you can't see me. Yeah. Now your name just shows up, but that's fine. You're sitting in a closet. It looked like just like I'm in a horror movie. Is that all you can see? Was just my face? Pretty much. <laughs> man, I had I had lofty plans for uh, for this little interview. Man, I'm like uh, I was explaining to you last night. I've got my detached shed. Uh, is now like kind of my pseudo in progress man cave. I had one in the house. We've got like a three do three two bedroom. So before we had kids, I had a man cave as one of the rooms. She had like a she cave as the other room, right? She does uh, she does hair, so it was like kind of like a salon and like a little craft area or whatever. So that was her spot. And then I had the other room, and we had the first kid. So I gave that up and moved my man cave out to like the dining room. Which uh, which I had a bar out there, and it was actually a really cool setup, and I loved it. And we had the second kid, and then that moved away and out to the shed here. So I'm kind of like building a little, like a man, a man shed out here, and I've got like a TV hung up, and it's it's in it's in progress to get there, man. It's just uh, it's a process. It's hard, man. It's mine happened in a hurry because as soon as I built my little studio, I had like the blankets up on the walls and I had sound panels ready. And after my second episode that I recorded, my wife's like, I'm pregnant. Oh shit. Well, I guess we're going to have to start. Never mind for the studio. <laughs> so I just switched all to the master. And then she got sick of seeing me standing there talking on for the podcast. And I don't know, she just didn't like it. She, I, she, she would just sleep anyway. 
It's not like I'm keeping her awake. She's out. She can sleep through anything. Wait, you do a show in the same room where she's sleeping? Oh, I did for like uh, eight, ten months. That's a heavy sleeper. Oh yeah, nothing bothered her. She. I'm I'm like the opposite of that. I'm I'm such a light sleeper. If the if the wind or the air kicks on the wrong way in my room, I can wake up. No shit. I'm, oh yeah. I'm a sound sleeper too. Now I have discovered the only thing that wakes her up is the baby's cries. So there must be something scientifically that actually works for women, because oh, now, yeah. I, I, if that monitor and he, you can hear him struggle for a second or a, like a half a cry, she wakes up like crazy, like jolts up and looks at the monitor, like snaps out of sleep and she's yeah. ready to go. I, I wish I could wake up like that. She doesn't wake up well, to alarm, say- but the baby cry, it's instant. So I don't know. I don't know. How you did when you when you your newest baby was born and was kind of getting the uh, night situations where they wouldn't sleep and they'd wake up and have to go feed them or change them or monitor go off the baby starts fussing it starts to cry and you're awake you know she's awake and it's like the first person that actually shows that they've woken up <laughs> is the one that's responsible to go get the kid right so i would i would try to be as quiet and as still as possible so i didn't have to get up and go take care of the kid yeah you wake up you, yeah, she's you, looking at me through a window right now i don't know if she can hear what i just said or not but i may just <laughs> expose my secret that little half try to <laughs> keep the same breathing pattern so it doesn't look like anything changed it's like she doesn't know anything or play dumb like I didn't hear it. Right, or like, or when she's like halfway out of bed, you're like, baby, you want me to get it? No, 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 I got it. I'm already up. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. you, know, you, you, you show a little bit of effort, right? I only tried for a short Chess, bit. Not checkers. I only tried for a short bit, and then she just took over because uh, she stayed on maternity leave, and then I worked two full-time jobs. So she did not try to interrupt okay. me because she knew she was going to be home. Well, that's that's the trade-off there, dude. It was, I was fucking miserable. I can't even lie. I, I was working 80 hours, but baby was taken care of, bills are paid. Money was a little tighter. Even me working twice as much, money was still tight, but she was, she cooked, she cleaned. Now though, now that she's back to working, oh, our laundry's stacking up. Is, so I need some, I need some whites done. Yeah. So as, since uh, those those who don't know who listened back in the SBS days, this is the same Megan, correct? Yes, it is the same Megan. Yeah. yeah. Um. Did we? I don't know. There wasn't a, a nickname for her or anything. But no. Yeah. It's just, it's the same <laughs> Megan. It's uh. Yeah. She never got the CMCC nickname or anything. No, <laughs> she didn't. No, that's probably one of the reasons why she's still around. She didn't. She didn't earn that nickname. Yeah, no. But yeah, no. She was uh, she was around for a little while, man. And you know, uh, towards the end of my run there with with Shannon, she kind of she became a little bit more in part of my life, and uh, and and things just kind of progressed, man. It was a uh, it was a good it was a good little match for us. She she made it through the filtering process, as I used to say, and she's still sticking around. So it's it's good. Her loss. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know what you did. <laughs> Bail, run. So man, you guys have been together. So how's life with you, man? So you know you work you work a regular. Okay, let me stop right here because I know that you have you you've got a show that goes on for long before I just came in to to do a little 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 segment with you. Uh, so stop me if I ask questions that people already know are know about and are 
probably bored or tired to hear about, but I don't know much about you, Mike. So you you have a full time job as uh, what's what's your day daytime gig? I am a registered nurse in the home health setting. So I worked for the Sarasota, setting. I worked at Sarasota Memorial for a few years, and then uh, left it because I wanted to be home more. Like I wanted to take take kids to school, pick them up, not have to worry about who's picking up where or anything like that. So I went to the home health setting. Now I take my daughter to school on the weeks that I have her. I work at people's houses doing their care because they're not sick enough to be at the hospital or at like rehab centers. Come home, call my doctors, go pick up the kid, continue calling, charting at home. A lot of my job is legit sitting on my ass and charting and calling. It's not, it's not exciting, but it's, it pays the bills. Like working at the hospital was cool as shit. Like finding pulses and doing codes and, you know, fucking with people's arteries as they just had all these heart procedures. But that shit's, it's long gone. Now has a lot of nasty looking wounds and like bed sores. Is that what, is that the kind of stuff that you, you cut out with the internet thing is still, still a struggle for us. So like you, you kind of cut off for most of that. So like, are you doing, is that, is that the kind of work that you're doing? There's a lot of bed sores. There is. Yeah. Uh, I've got a few right now that go from like a butt cheek to the bone, like fucking inches deep or people who are, that just happens from them sitting in one space for two or one spot for too long. Right. (laughs) It, it, It can, if you're old, it can happen in like an hour and a half. It doesn't take any time to start getting a bed sore. So stay up and active. Dang. Jeez. Our beer drinking's not helping. It's like I want to get one of those. Our hydration. <laughs> I don't know, man. Part of me, like, you know, I hear all these struggles that, you know, people as they get older, they go through. And, like, this is obviously one, like, with a bed sore. And then you've got, you know, just random, like, things that you think about when people get old. Like, they get Alzheimer's. They start having struggles with, like, feeding themselves, taking care of themselves. I'm still holding on to that magic pill that someday when I get to that age, some smart scientist that is way more educated than I am is going to have a magic pill. Hey, no, Alzheimer's is gone, buddy. You don't have to worry because that runs in my family, so that's, like, a thing for me. Uh, it's, uh, no, you don't have to worry about that, Rick. Uh, bed sores are a thing in the past. You're done, right? Like, no more, like, de- degenerative aging. Like, you just live out a happy, healthy life, and you look like you're 55 for the rest of your, your days. I'm holding Hold on to that, man. I'm holding on to it. It's going to happen. You're holding on to the 55, <laughs> looking 55. I would like to look more. Uh, I want to look like I'm 55 all the way until it's over. That's that's what I want to do. Because <laughs> if you think about it now, like think about it now, right? Like there's your average 70 to 80 year old guy. You can you right now, if you picture an 80 year old guy, you you know what he's like. You know what he's wearing. He's wearing those big, you know, old guy, K-Swiss, or whatever the Velcro shoes are nowadays. So probably some some, haul, some t- tall socks, uh, you know, a little a light because there could be a chill in the air. Uh, you don't want to get that, that draft on the back of your neck. You know, that's that's right? Like, I think, the, I think the way that an older guy wants to dress and act is changing. Like, they're, they're, they're dressing you 
younger, right? They're not necessarily just going into, all right, well, let me go get that tan sweater and the, the khakis and the polo. I feel like it's changing. Like, do you see, cause you, I think you live in a little bit more of the older like population, right? Are all they right. all still wearing the same kind of stuff or is it changing? It depends. There are some that really are dressing younger that look like they could walk the red carpet. But yeah, I don't want. I don't want to have to yeah, wear see, velcros. Like, I think that's becoming more acceptable. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to rock velcro shoes. I think that's where I top out. I mean, man, I don't want to start going down that. It's easy though. You think about how much quicker you can get out the door if you're just a zoom zoom. Right, dude. You I'm already fat. I'm already fat. So loop, I'm... swoop, and pull. <laughs> I already don't tie my shoes. If I have to wear velcros, like I'm gonna be sad. <laughs> How about the slip on those? Right, like doesn't Skechers make like a slip on shoe that's pretty cool now? Like no, no velcro, no tying at all. Are you about right. to show me a slip on shoe? I'm rocking uh, some fucking other uh, Crocs. Yeah, that's because I, like... I was messing with water yeah. in my defense. Healthcare workers. Thing though, right? Like a lot of healthcare workers wear those. It's because it's easy to clean because you deal a lot with blood and other bodily yeah. secretions. But I'm wearing yeah, that these. Like fun. I'm wearing these right now because I was actually messing around in the yard because my my daughter's slide and shit was up, and I knew my feet were going to get wet. Like, well, let me just wear something that I don't care. And those are them. But those, got, I mean, like you said, those things are super easy to clean. You can just right. hose them down. You got kids, so you you know, like shit. Like I have to change my shirt before I record because it's usually covered in baby food. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like before I get to work, most days before I leave the house to go to work, I don't actually put my clothes on until like I'm literally grabbing my keys and walking out. Because either my daughter's going to come over with strawberry fingers and put them all over like my work work shirt or the the little baby's going to spit up because she had too much milk a minute ago or one of those things is going to happen. So yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Like we, we, you don't, you gotta, you gotta keep your head on a swivel when you got kids, especially if you're trying to look sharp. Oh, you know, I've got a question. Cause you've got a couple. Did you, did Megan breastfeed? She, she did. Man, we're going right way into the, the dad, the dad topics tonight. Oh, I figured cause I don't, most of the people that I talked to didn't, like uh, like I was telling you last night, I didn't have my first one until she was almost two. So like I missed that part. Now I did breastfeeding with this one until we switched. Like now we're introducing foods. So the reason I ask is because I was wondering, did you can food or did you make food? Um, like the baby food, like the puree stuff. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. No, we just bought it. We so just bought it. I didn't realize how easy and efficient it was to make your own food. Like with a blender? Yeah. So like you legit just throw your shit in a, a pot and then like you're boiling it for like 15 or 20 minutes. You throw it in like a ninja or just a blender and puree it and then right. you just put it in the freezer. Like in, the, in like an ice cube tray. And just give it to the kid when they're ready for it. Yeah. Every day we yeah. just... Pop out these little silicone ice cube trays, warm them up on the stove, and it's done. And he's got like all these fresh food. We prep days days in advance, so like I think there's probably. And how old is he? He'll be he's five months on Thursday. Five months on Thursday. I think if we only had one kid that was young like that, or at that mm. age, that age range, I think we we probably would do something like that. But with 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 one being two years old, going on like twenty. 
and you know, her going a mile a minute, you know, just from the second she wakes up and then the other seven month old that still requires all the attention and everything that a seven month old does. I don't know. I don't do any of that stuff. I'll be honest with you. I go to work, I make the money, I bring it home. She, she takes care of the kids. If she wants to boil some carrots and turn them into slush and mush for the kids, she can do it. But I, I, I got no part of that. It's all her. That's fair. I don't yeah. make it either. I usually stand in the kitchen and watch her do it and talk to her while she's doing it. I'm not going to take credit as super dad. I'm there for the baths and the making of the food. And I mean, I was off yesterday, so it was all dad for like a whole day. And I was like, man, all this fucker does is sleep and eat. Yeah, and that <laughs> age, man. He probably takes what two or three naps a day. He takes usually two. One of them's like one of them's a half hour. One's like forty five minutes. Other than that, like between his formula and his solids now like he he eats like five times before i usually get home <laughs> which means he's full of poop ready to ready to let it go for you he's blowing it out yeah he's pooping but honestly getting advancing from formula to solids has been great because now like he's got like a smushy part that i pull out and then i just wipe the rest it's super easy like for the poops yeah uh, the, the, how about the smell though? Is it there is a sure. significant change in the smell of a of a baby's fart when they go from the, <laughs> the milk to or formula to a solid food? It's it's way more pungent. I'll give you. Oh that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, he let out a couple today just while we were walking around because I was holding on to him as I was trying to roll up my daughter's slide and shit. And I was like, oh man, you're really letting him rip and you're farting hard because those sweet potatoes are working their way through. Yeah, yeah. I'll th- and uh, man, I don't have. Do you try? Well, do you guys make your baby food, right? So we 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 buy it, and it's whatever flavors they've got there at Walmart or Publix or whatever, right? She she'll try to mix and match or whatever. And every once in a while, she'll ask me if I want to try it. They've got a mac and cheese one. Oh, it's actually pretty good. I've never. We haven't done that. We've mainly done. So like the peas, peas I think are gross. I hated trying those. Because I don't like. Do you peas like regular though. peas, like regular like snow peas or whatever? Yeah, they were just regular peas that we just threw in there. We steamed them, well, still with a pod. And then like avocado, avocado is actually pretty decent. My seven month old eats avocado raw. Like we just cut her a sliver of an avocado and she just gnaws on it. So that's what my wife is hoping for. So we have introduced. So we have old parenting books say like try something and then wait for days. We did not follow that really at all. <laughs> So we started, you wanted that instant instant feedback, right? <clears throat> yeah, we so we tried we'll switch to a green and then throw like herbs in it. So we did sweet potatoes and rosemary or uh, sweet potatoes and thyme. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Are you telling me that you've got a rosemary plant and you're taking a sprig off of that thing and you're sprinkling some some rosemary into your kids' food? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was a part of that. We're just like, man, what could, what's gonna what's gonna go with it? So we made like a dessert sweet potato, which has got a little bit of cinnamon in it. Oh, you guys are committed. Well, because my daughter, we honest to God went through a phase from like two to five of her hating fucking everything. Oh was, yeah, my daughter's going through that right now. She doesn't want to oh, eat anything. I lived on Dino Nuggets for like a year. Oh my god! Because I got sick of making two separate meals. So, if we if we could find the go to food for my two year old, I I would be happy. If we knew like for for a small period of time, it was mac and cheese, oh right? Yeah. Just you know the box mac and cheese, mm-hmm. make it up, store it, heat it back up for her, whatever. 
she would eat it. And that was about a week. And now, now we don't know what it is. Like there's nothing oh. that she, she doesn't have a favorite food. She doesn't have anything that she looks forward to. I mean, obviously like, you know, she loves cinnamon rolls and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, she'll eat that all day, every day, but she's getting to that age, man. Where like, and this is how, this is how my mind has changed, right? Like I, I see her and I want to try to give her like the best base that I can as far as like nutrition and just making sure that she's not lacking anything. So I'll watch her sit down for dinner. She barely touches her food. And now I'm starting to worry, like, if she, is she going to start falling behind on the growth chart? Cause she was a big baby. And you know, they're like, Oh, the doctor's like, Oh no, she's fine. She's not, not growing. She's not shrinking or anything. Uh, but like, I don't want her to fall behind and stuff like that. So it's just uh it's just a weird, it's, it's one of those weird struggles, man. I used to worry about what bird I was going to buy at the end of the day. Now I'm wondering, wondering if my two year old's going to eat her food or not. Right. So we went through a, like a legit, uh, a beige phase is what they call it. Everything's got to be browned and kind of taste the same. One second. I just knocked over my beer and my mouse pad. I have a towel two steps away. Yeah. One second. I knocked over the beer. Yeah. You, you, you definitely want to take care of that, that you don't want to spill your beer on your mouse pad and then have that leak into the mouse. That's a bad deal. Uh, yeah, no, we definitely went heavy into the dad topics here so far already, man. We, uh, we definitely kind of jumped right into that, right into the deep end. Yeah. I, I figured I wanted to know more about your life because like we got to hear all about it on Shannon Burke for so long. I wanted to try to pick up and see what's, how it's gone since then. And yeah, I'll, man, I'll tell you what, man, my life has definitely changed. Obviously, I'm not doing radio full time anymore. I'm I'm in a corporate setting kind of, you know, working, you know, that nine to five type of schedule. Uh, but yeah, like, I, like, you, you know, you kind of mentioned, you know, getting to know like what my life is like now. I'm full on dad guy. Like I'm full dad guy. I bought a house. I got, you know, two cars, you know, the 401k, like every, like I am domesticated as can be. And I, Look, it's a 180 from what the life I lived when I was doing radio, but man, I love it. I, I, you know, there's something about being a dad that really kind of hits home to me. And, uh, I like kind of being that guy that can shape a little young human being into hopefully being not a shithead later in life. Right. Like that's the whole goal is to not have your kid be a shithead. Uh, so (laughs) I'm kind of enjoying that process and I'll be honest with you, man. Like I, I I like teaching. Like I I feel like I'm a decent teacher when it comes to things that I know about. No, no, not patient at all. I do lack that. <laughs> I want that. My wife will, my wife will remind me about that every day. Uh, I do not have patience. No, I don't have patience, but I like to teach. And I, you know, I think so for me, the, the, the neat part about being a dad is kind of like showing her something and then stepping back and watching those wheels turn and then her slowly figure it out and start to pick it up. And then all of a sudden one day she's doing it on her own. So that was, so when you finally get to see when you get the, when you're looking at them, as they get it and they understand what you're trying to say that whole time. Yeah. And you see that light bulb go up. That's where the, for me. Yeah. That's a big thing for me. That's a huge payoff for me. Yeah. And like little things for me too. Like I wake up with the girls, like my wife will, uh, if, if it, thankfully now, uh, they sleep through the night, right. Which is a big thing as a parent, all you parents out there know how big and important that is. Right. So now that she's not getting up through the night, I will get up in the morning at, you know, five or six, whenever the girls get up, and just, you know, let her sleep for another hour or two. And so like little things that she learns and does on her own, which I think are very cool, like to go in the morning and, and open up all the blinds and let the sunlight into the house, like for her to spin that little rod to, to, to open the, 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 the blinds up 
she knows how to do that now. Like, and that's, you know, it takes a little bit of hand-eye coordination, takes a little bit of dexterity. Uh, but for me to kind of see her go from hanging out in my arm and me kind of turning it in her hand for her to now just kind of go running over there and climb up onto the couch, grab it with one hand. And, and she goes spinning and spinning and spinning. And then she goes, you know, she can see the outside world and that, you know, little things like that for me are, are like the, one of the bigger payoffs as far as being a dad goes. I think that people from the Shannon Burke show are going to love to hear that because you guys, as much as I did love it, you guys were a raunchy show, which I fucking loved. So like to hear like that human side is pretty great, which I think people loved hearing Shannon talk about his daughter. Um, when she was doing all her swimming and shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. She's, she's amazing, man. She, uh, I know that he's super proud of her, man. And just kind of being watching it from, uh, from, you know, uh, a, a removed position, man. It's, it's pretty neat. She's, she's an incredible girl. She's, she's super smart, man. And she's obviously a really good athlete, you know, doing the swimming stuff and everything. And, I know Shannon's super proud of her, man. So yeah, it's uh, it's nice to kind of be able to talk about that stuff. I mean, everybody loves the dick and fart jokes. Everybody kind of loves the bus balls, but there is another side of life, right? There is a whole another side of the world. And you know, you even mentioned you know, kind of being in the healthcare industry. I almost wanted to crack that Corona topic with you, right? The whole uh-huh. pandemic and everything. And I'm sure you've you've beat it into the ground over the last year and a half or however long it's been. But actually, I didn't uh, because uh, things that got tagged with it were getting removed off of YouTube for a long time. So I. That's one of the reasons why my podcast quickly deviated from healthcare because as like I just censored. Yeah, I did my one year anniversary like we didn't do a podcast for it. But as soon as I released my first episode was the was the NFL draft. Um, I did a mock draft live. And then it got then the pandemic hit and I was like, well, shit, well, I'm going to have to change my whole premise of doing a fucking podcast. So, yeah. And then when I would tag stuff with it, uh, I got a pop-up saying uh, about misinformation stuff. So, like, it would have to go through a whole review process before it would release. Yeah. Like, well, fuck that. Yeah. I wanted to do sports anyway, but I didn't have anyone to talk to sports about that was available at night that wasn't, like, a huge bowler or golfer. It's like, well, I guess I'm going to have to try to make up a podcast as I go. Yeah. Broaden the range there. So were you like, as far as like the IO stuff, obviously you were a Shannon, Shannon Burke guy. Did you ever do, I think we, we even talked a little bit about hunting the beast. Were you ever into like the uh, conspiracy show, like the dangerous conversation? Did you get into that? I did quite a few alleged conversations. He's a super, he was always a super approachable guy. Yeah. Because, um, so during the IO days, I did a show with Sean Raz. Yeah. That's how I got into Radio I.O. with Sean Raz. He did the conspiracy corner and shit. Sean Raz lived less than one mile from my house when he was doing conspiracy corner. Really? So I got to do his show, Raz Radio Live. Yeah. Which turned into me doing uh, Gonzo Radio on his show, on his channel. Oh, yeah. Drunk and Disorderly on Fridays. Yeah, how about that, man? You're bringing up some names, man. I haven't heard those names in a while. Small world. And I don't think he does it. He still has all the the IP shit with like yeah. tune in and shit, but I don't think he does He was hosting stuff. for a while, right? Wasn't he hosting oh, yeah. a bunch of different shows? A bunch. That was his thing for a minute? Yeah. I think if he would have kept with it at the right time with good internet speed, he could have probably blossomed into a little baby Alex Jones if he wanted to because he had some good-ass conspiracies. Well, I'll tell you, the reason why I brought that up is because, you know, we're talking about the different sides of life and everything. And, you know, there's there's the, the raunchiness that was on SBS. There's the family stuff that we've kind of talked about now. 
but man, it, with all the stuff that's happened in the world and well, especially like the last 15, 16 months, uh, the conspiracy side of things, man, I don't know if anybody else is like this, but I, I think back, obviously, you know, talking about ledge and dangerous conversation can be a whole show in itself, but to think about, you know, what Sean Raz and, you know, Robert Veer and the ledges of the world where we're talking about, you know, 10 years ago and to see that sort of stuff being exposed now, man, if you, if you can't look back on that and be like, man, I, I wish I would have dove a little bit deeper into that. I wish I would have sunk my teeth into that a little bit more. I wish I would have looked into this a little bit more, you know, cryptocurrency. What's up with cryptocurrency, man? We could be millionaires right now. GameStop, right? You know what I mean? The cryptocurrency world is taking off. It's, it's <laughs> nuts right now. I have GameStop and I have Dogecoin. Do you? I do. I haven't pulled the trigger on anything, man. I want to. It's I just haven't now. done it. Yet. I mean, you could probably still get on Doge. That's yeah, but like it's still it's almost cents. up at like, yeah, it's at 30, 30 right now. Is that what it is? I can tell you exactly what it's at because I have like five, 600 shares of it. Yeah, I got a buddy of mine that put a couple thousand shares on it. I think he's waiting for it to get to 40 cents and he's going to cash out. It's at 30 now. It got up to 43 cents on mon- Monday or Tuesday. God, man, if you, if you, if you can play with the money like that, you can make some quick coin. Yeah. I tripled, I tripled down on uh GameStop, but I'm, are you still in on that one? Oh, that's over, right? That, 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 oh. that roller coaster's done. And no, 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 you got to follow the deep dives, man. The deep dives are saying that that shit, because, uh, there's, uh, over a hundred percent of its stock is not physically held by people because so many people have shorted it. So, like, when people try to collect on it, there's not going to be stocks available to collect. So, like, I would have to sell my shares, but because I'm not selling them, the price is going to go up. I'm rocking on that. We're, we're still projected because there's, there's like, over a million shares that are spoken for but not accounted for. So All right. So, may, maybe you can educate me on this. Maybe you can kind of teach me a little bit on this. So, like, I hear what you're saying. And this is this has kind of been like my hesitation on jumping into this whole world. Doesn't somebody have to want to buy those stocks and those shares for you to make any money? Not if, when if, you if, short if, it. Say it again. Not when you short it. So when you so, short it, so you specific take a to the GameStop situation is what you're saying, right? Uh, well, if you short any stock, it's, it works the same. You're betting on something to fail when you short it. Well, because so many of these major investment companies shorted the stock. They planned for the stock to not be wanted for the price to drop. And then those people that shorted it and collect on that because they took a, uh, they borrowed shares. Well, when they borrow it, they don't actually own it. So the people who already own it aren't willing to sell those shares at the price that the people who borrowed them wanted at. So it's kind of like, um, I'm trying to give a layman's term on it. Mm. I don't have a I don't have a great example, but it's like uh, it's just uh, like tickets. It's almost like scalping tickets, saying that you're going to have these available when you come to the ballpark on Sunday, but you're expecting nobody to buy tickets, so they're going to be available at a cheap price. But you agreed on a more expensive price before the game, so you get to the game. This guy who's scalping tickets that you agreed with wanted them at 40 bucks, but they're available from everybody else at like 80 bucks. Well, why am I going to pay 80? You bought, you borrow from the borrowed guy. If people keep borrowing 
the or keep buying the borrowed shares at 40, no one's going to buy at 80. It's going to drive the price down. And all the price difference is going to go to the person who bought it on loan. And they're going to make all their money on the interest rate. It's super weird. And it is way more complicated. But I do Yeah, know- I'm not going to lie. I'm confused. <laughs> oh, you lost me back there. I started to follow. I, I think it's the I think it's the borrowing part of it that I don't necessarily understand. But right. nonetheless, though, man, that's just another side of the world that, you know, if 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 we all could have a time machine of DeLorean, right, go back and buy some Apple stock or go back and take heed or, or you know, uh, put some put some put some money into some of these stocks. I mean, we'd all be in a better spot. Right. But it's, it's kind of it's one of those fun conversations. You get to go back and sort of, you know, talk about it and, and relive it. Yeah. So I was following the GameStop stock at the fifteen dollar mark. So I didn't buy that. I bought it. I What's bought it at it now? It's at one fifty nine thirty. One fifty nine thirty. Jeez. I bought it at thirty five and forty. Well, I should have followed. I should have. I should have followed my gut sooner. I didn't. But I'm still. Writing. It's a risk, though, man. It's a big risk, though, because you're literally like, I, for me, like to play stocks. It's almost like going and buying a scratch off. You got to almost yeah. consider that you're throwing that money away because if you don't get anything back, you can't be really pissed off about it. It's 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 a risk. Totally, and I would, you know what I mean. I I am a fan of researching shit, whether it's my home security system, my surround sound, my TVs, game systems. Like I research everything that I do, so I make a calculated risk every time. The wife's like, well, you should, because you like that aspect of it, you should go and invest in stocks. Like, yeah, but if I'm going to do that, I can't be working the nine to five that you, the way that we make a good living now. I don't want to risk not, not guaranteed income and then just go and be like, oh, well, sorry, babe. The stock market didn't work in my favor today. Yeah. So I don't do that. Because of the risk, yeah, I could make a couple hundred thousand dollars if that stock that I was thinking about hits. I could also lose our house, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. I'm so fucking scared to do it. I have so many stocks that I've had saved in transactions, but because like we don't have a huge amount of savings, like ah, I'll pull out now, bam, and then you know two months down the road, it's it's quadrupled. Sorry, babe. I, yeah, now you're kicking yourself up, in the ass. I you could have been, been driving. Yeah, could have been driving that Tesla or that new Porsche or whatever you wanted, right? I know you want the Porsche Macan, baby, but we're living on a uh, Chrysler income. Hey, man, that Volkswagen still starts, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Now, since we've talked about dad stuff, what kind of car do you drive? I got a truck. Oh, so you're a man. I got a truck now. I uh, I'll tell you what, though. The funny thing is, I got a bunch of shit for this. I I ended up having a red car for a little while well, and that was a big uh, well that was a big thing back in the day is there was a topic on shannon's show about like if how would you so the the debate the, the gist of the conversation was that if you were the breadwinner and you were going to buy a car for your significant other like you know obviously now in 2021 you can't say it's a guy and you're going to buy a, a car for the for the stay-at-home mom right he, so she, if you if them. you exactly the the lmnop people right <laughs> If you, if you are the breadwinner and you make most of the money and you are, you are able to afford your significant other the lifestyle of staying at home 
and you guys decide it's time to get a car. If you go and get a car and you let her or him pick out everything about the car that, that they like about it, and your only caveat is that, hey, look, I just don't like red cars. If I'm going to buy this thing, get whatever you want. Just don't get a red car. I don't want to see a red car in my driveway. I don't want to have to drive the red car because you're parked behind me one day. I don't want to drive a red car. So that was my point. Like if I'm, if I'm making all the money and I'm buying you a car and I'm allowing you to not have to clock in and clock out every single day and deal with all the bullshit that happens at a job and I don't want you to get a red car, guess what? You ain't getting a red car. You're not getting a red car. And that was my whole point. And I, man, I took a lot of heat for that. Uh, and, so and that's <laughs> just because of the speeding tickets associated with red cars. No, I just don't like red cars. I just don't like, you know, I, I'm not like a super flashy guy to me. Like a red car is a, is a, Hey, look at me type of car. And I might be doing some hanky shit, man. I might, I might have something in the glove box <laughs> that can give me some time. I don't need, I don't need a cop looking my way just because my car is red. I try to buy the neutral colors. The, hey, like this, this car blends in with traffic. That's me. I'll tell you this. I'm, I'm, you, you talk about being full dad mode. I drive a minivan. You drive a minivan? You I got two a, kids. You don't have 20 kids. What are you driving a minivan for? I went for something with mileage and. Like gas mileage? Yeah. It's like 27 miles to the gallon. I drive every day for a living. Yeah. I didn't want to have a tiny car because I'm six foot four and 275 pounds. You're six four? I am. It's a big dude. That's a big dude. And a truck. It's a big dude. I had a truck and you know, it was getting 16 miles to the gallon. Yeah, well, again, if I drive like 150 miles a day, that shit adds up quick. Oh, yeah. Especially in Biden's America where we're about to see $4 a gallon of gas. <laughs> what soon. does the president have to do with the gas prices? He doesn't uh, control ExxonMobil. Uh, he kind of does. He kind of makes decisions that can affect that. There's, there is like a third hand aspect of it. Because because of policy set forth, I do realize you can control gas prices secondarily, but not directly. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I know, yeah, you, that's, I know that's you were on topic. SBS, and I, I know Shannon was like a poli-sci major, and he's a hardcore Republican. I get that. But as a healthcare worker, I'm liberal because mm-hmm. I've watched too many poor people not be able to afford their medications. So, like... We don't have to agree because we're so different sided on how we would see it from different aspects. So, can I, so, so let's let's kind of let's jump down that that rabbit hole for a second. Okay. When you see somebody, and look, I don't want to. <laughs> okay, anytime you preface a statement, it almost kind of like like cancels yeah, like it. Not to be an asshole, but I'm about to be but an I'm asshole. about to be an asshole, yeah. right? I got so. You. I don't want to sound cold hearted, right? Because everybody cuts their own deal, everybody makes their own decisions in life. But uh-huh. when you, as a healthcare worker, who have made the right decisions. So from on the surface level, I don't know everything about you, but it seems like you got a, you know, a pretty decent head on your shoulders. You're doing okay in life. Mm-hmm. You've made the right choices along the way. You've also had the chance to make bad choices along the way. And you chose to make good choices. So when you look at that person that can't afford their medicine, does any part of you wonder, I wonder what mistakes they decided, ah, fuck it. I'm going to make this mistake instead of the responsible one. And I'll worry about that later. I'll let it be somebody else's problem later versus them saying, okay, you know what? If I make this mistake, that could possibly, that could, that could, that could mess with me down the line. I'm not going to do that. Do you, does that ever cross your mind when you see that sort of thing? When you have empathy for those people that can't pay their prescription bills all the time. 
So I have, I have I have several no only because I have I have quite a few examples of that of people that are now on Medicaid uh, related to job changes or uh, one of the worst cases I ever had, which was like a case management nightmare. Which when you're when you're a nurse, there's things when you go to home health you don't anticipate having to deal with. Like when I worked at the hospital, treat them and treat them. They're fucking breathing. I fixed it. I saved their life. I did compressions, CPR. They're back. See ya. Okay. Well, when I went to home health, the things that drastically changed was like I had to worry about their living situation. I had to worry about their pets, uh, their emergency evacuation plans down here in Florida. So I had um, just is, is that like year. a job responsibility? It is. You have to make sure that they're safe and under all circumstances. Wait a minute. So you to go over there and care for their bed sore or for to make sure that they're taking their medicine, you now have to actively make sure that their dog would be taken care of if a hurricane hits? Yep. Yep. We do. The things that you never think what? of being a nurse. Yeah. Like because social work is pushed to the side so much because if you're a social worker, you don't get paid shit. So Good social workers don't stay social workers. They go to like a private sector stuff and they don't, they don't give a shit. It's hard to be a social worker and it pays like $35,000 a year, which as you know, down here in Southwest Florida, you don't get paid like $35,000 means you not working. Like it's hard to pay for a house at 35 a year. Yeah. So they leave, they just move around and then they don't stay in Florida. They go to like the Midwest making the same money for a house that's less than half as much. So, um, this past are there, year, are there ever any, what's up? any times like when you God, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Any times at what? Well, I was going to say house doing it, it, Are there ever times like we're at somebody's house and you have to care for them or whatever. And you're like, man, this motherfucker didn't do shit to help him over here. Cleaning him up. Yeah. Well, we have to call DCF a lot because stupid shit happens or um, and making sure he's okay. Yeah, so like DCF okay, has to come. We we do a lot of DCF stuff. Motion. You broke you broke up. So restart restarting. Yeah, no, I was just I was just curious to see if there's ever a time like where you get frustrated to the point where you're like you second guess the amount of help that you're giving somebody. Oh yeah, yeah, because a bleeding heart syndrome. Like it's like we're just trying to do more and more. And eventually you you go and do stuff that's not even in your job purview just to make sure that they're going to be alive when they come back the next time. Yeah. What yeah, happens, I, it, What really happens a lot, as it turns out, is a fraud of a loved one stealing my patient's social security checks. Yeah, that, that would piss me off. I don't like when people take advantage of somebody because they're in a you know a, a bad spot like that, especially financially when you know that person is not well off yeah. uh, and, and probably struggling to make things meet the way that they are. Yeah, I, I, I don't like that. I've had to call DCF and find a lawyer who could work pro bono because a, she wasn't Filipino. She, she was in Southeast, from Southeast Asia somewhere. She moved here and she lived a great life for like 45 years. Her husband died. She didn't understand English well enough because she was a stay-at-home mom. And then her husband died. He's the one that did all of the stuff. He knew the system better. Well, when he died, she went to the hospital because she was sick. The person she stayed with after her husband died took her identity, took her car, sold her car for money, took her pills, sold those pills, 
And she had no place to go and no way to a fully established Medicaid because she didn't even have her identity anymore. Jeez. So that's where like my liberal side sticks out. I was like, I didn't have a way to get her help because she just was kind of lost in the system. Or um, the, the saddest one, I had a patient. She did every right decision her entire life. She was a teacher for the, um, the state of Michigan for 40 years, moved to Florida, had a great retired life. Well, the city in Michigan that she worked for sold their pension and went to a different insurance company which negated all of her stuff that she worked for her entire retirement and they wouldn't pay for her insulin anymore. Jeez. She was getting her social security and because her pension changed, they cut it like in a half or in a third. She was in a fight to decide whether she wanted her insulin or food. Hmm. That was rough. That was hard. That was hard to do. That's that took a few months to try to get her lined up with um, food banks and Meals on Wheels, and making sure that she could eat food and take drugs so she wouldn't die in a fucking diabetic coma. Well, I will say that I'm I'm, I'm happy that there are people like you out there. I don't I don't think I have that. I, I care. I think I care. Like I'm not like a heartless bastard. I just don't think that I care that much. You, well, if also, that's a thing. It's honestly a part of it. Is you don't have to care that much. You just have to know what's right and wrong, and then know how to fix it. Yeah, but in order to, even if you have all of that knowledge of what's right and what's wrong and the knowledge of knowing how to fix it, you still got to care in order to do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can know a lot of the answers, but I still got to care enough to speak up and, and tell somebody what the right answer is. Uh, you know well, what I mean? You just have to have the, the wherewithal. Honestly, a lot of my stuff, it's better if you don't think about it that way. It's like, all right, let me call this person. I know this person. Because you develop contacts just like in sure. radio. Well, I know this guy. He was an intern. I saw he got promoted to a full-time spot. So we're friends. I'll text him. And like, it's nursing is all about who you know for so much stuff because a lot of the times your boss doesn't know what the fuck's going on anyway. So what did you have like uh, any? Well, I guess I'm, I'm sure your job changed like as far as when COVID hit and everything like that. Did you have any? Did you ever get close to contracting COVID or? I've taken care of several patients that had it. Yeah, I never got it. What's your stance on the whole COVID thing? Uh, my stance changed a lot on it when I had friends who were younger than me with like 8% body fat and they were still struggling to breathe months later. Yeah. It's like, it seemed a whole lot of nothing and I didn't have to take patients because, you know, the wife was pregnant at the time. So like I could really brush off a lot of like, oh, sucks to be you guys. Good luck taking care of that patient. Don't assign it to me. And then I, I took one on accident one time. But as long as you followed the wear your mask, wear your gloves, stay distance if you can. It, it, I didn't catch it. I've probably had 15 patients total during this whole pandemic yeah. that had it. And if you're. I think by now a lot of people have been in pretty close contact with somebody that's had it. Mm-hmm. And just by sheer numbers. I did learn some things about vitamin D. That really is like, oh shit, it's that important. So like if you take a vitamin D supplement, it doesn't have a chance to gather strength during the incubation period. That's interesting that you say that, because my my physician, when this full thing, this whole thing started, he's like, Rick, take your vitamin D. You had a vitamin because I for whatever reason have a vitamin D deficiency. And he's like, You need to take a supplement. I'm like, okay, whatever. 
Uh, and the next time I came in, he looked at my levels, whatever from from the blood work. He's like, "You're not taking your vitamin D, are you?" And I said, "No." He and then he, like he's he's he he, he kind of knows uh, a couple of people in radio, so he kind of he you know he doesn't talk to me like a regular doctor. He's like, "Rick, what the fuck are you doing?" I told you to take the vitamin D. I'm telling you that it works. Take the vitamin D unless you want to catch this thing. So I've been taking it, and I've been around a lot of people that I've had like direct contact, like in a car with somebody who told me like the following couple of days, Hey, but I tested positive. Um, and I don't know if it's because of the vitamin D that I, that I was taking every single day, but, uh, there might be some validity to that. You know, there's something about a cytokine storm, which is, you know, it's a, it's a white blood cell and it doesn't have a chance to replicate the same way. If you have the proper, uh, defense mechanisms, it doesn't let it replicate the same way. So it just kind of deformed yeah. uh, cells in it. I I don't understand all of it either. I was just taught, I was listening to a couple of infectious disease doctors down here talk about it. And they talked about cytokine storms where like once you contract it and during the incubation period, if you're properly defensed, they don't get to replicate the same way. And it just ends up dying in your white blood cells. And then you shit it out. It's like, oh, it's, it's a pretty... Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll let this shit die off. Look, I mean, I don't want to chance it. Like, I, you know, I feel like it's one of those things. It's almost like the ocean, right? You know it's there. You want to have a healthy respect for it. You know what I mean? But you don't want to be scared of it. That's kind of how I'm, I'm looking at COVID. Like, I don't ever want to – I don't want to dance with it. I don't want to contract it and see what it does to me. Like, I don't want to get that close to it. I just still have a – you know, like a lot of people out there, things just don't add up to me. I, I'm not saying that it's not real. Um, you know, and this could be a whole another conversation, man. I don't know how far you want to go down this thing, but uh, it's, it's something doesn't seem right about what we're being told about it. Uh, and I think that's clear. That's obvious. Like it does not pass the sniff test. Uh, and, and so, so that to me makes me kind of just second guess a lot of things where these numbers are coming from the death rates that are, 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 are being reported aren't necessarily hundred percent caused by COVID. There's a lot like you, I don't know. You probably heard the story. The guy that died in a motorcycle accident, his cause of death was COVID related. He died in a motorcycle accident. You well, know, I stuff th- like that to I me. I think hospitals, uh, were, you know, for a, uh, quite a while, hospitals were getting a, a, a boost. If you could put yeah. COVID on the uh, a diagnosis code. Yeah. Because there was if you, a huge if you bonus. Could do- if, they were, if you had a patient that had COVID, Medicare, I think, waived a lot of their... Uh, Checks and balances. I don't know. It, that's how I it heard. Seemed. It was like a seventeen hundred dollar, seventeen hundred dollar credit per patient that died of COVID related uh, it issues. Could, it could have. It could have been more than that. It really could have. I mean, that's a lot of money, man. You start talking about the thousands of people that are, that that are quote unquote dying from this, and you can put a, a grand on each one of them. That's a lot of money. It is. I, there, <laughs> healthcare is self fucked. That's where we talked about, like the liberal side of it. That's a, I think everyone should have like a Medicare for all because like everyone complains that, oh, you have to wait if everyone's on Medicare. Dude, I've had to find so many fucking doctors with their insurance. You have to fucking wait anyway. The quickest I can get a patient in right now. So see, today's 421. The soonest I can get a, a new patient assessed by a doctor is July. Wow. Just to be seen by a doctor, just to develop a relationship and have a doctor that would see the patient. We're just fucked. I don't know if it, if everyone should be private, everyone should be Medicare. Stumped has got to be fixed. That's all I'm saying. 
So are you um, are you going to get the the vaccination? Yeah. Yep. I had to talk. Have to you my already got it? it? I haven't got it, but I had to talk to my boss about it because nothing got returned back to me to get it. I don't know if it was an age thing, if I didn't click the right box on something. She said that she had patients here in Charlotte County having issues with getting registered with a certain age bracket. So she's she's still supposed to send me a fucking link to register for someone who's less than 35. What what is so? I, I you're a fairly young guy, like you're in your thirties. Yep, seem like you're in you're in decent shape. What what is a guy like you have to worry about getting a vaccination for? Uh, I mean, I don't have to worry about it. Like my wife's been breastfeeding, so she's not getting it for the because when they first started talking about it, they didn't want you to get it if you're breastfeeding. Yeah, uh, I have I have no qualms about getting it. I just take. So many. So what's the, so what's the point of getting it? Here's and I'll I'll I'll, I'll make the the full circle point on this after you answer this question. What is the point of getting it? Right, like if you get the vaccination, let's just take another disease: smallpox, polio. You take that vaccination, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get the disease. Therefore, any issues that could or any any chance of contracting that polio, any chance of contracting that. Uh, 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 whatever, put it in, insert the disease right there. Like you, you, you really have a small, small chance of contracting it. People that are getting the Corona vaccine still have a chance of catching it, are catching it, and still have to wear masks. What is the point of getting the shot if nothing is changing? You don't see any benefit of getting the shot. Why get it? I think it's because of the long-term effects. Of the on the respiratory side of the 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 of COVID, so like my my friend Armando, who before the vaccination came out, he was he got it, and he's still having respiratory issues. Uh, friend Claudia, she got it. She had to get transfused with someone who'd already had it. She had to get the platelets or whatever it was because she was still having issues and she just couldn't get over it. So the reason you get the vaccine is to greatly reduce how bad it is when you get it. Okay. That's probably one of the better explanations I've heard when I've asked that question. Yeah. So uh, I know but the problem stop. I have with it is that you get the vaccination and you can still get it. You know what I mean? Like, like your rationalization was like, ah, I want to get the vaccination because if and when I get it, I just don't want it to be that bad. I don't want it to fucking kill me. Yeah, so like, but uh, your immune system can can fight it off without having to worry about getting a vaccination unless first. Unless you're vitamin D deficient. Hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> so like when you talk about being vitamin D deficient and you get it, your body can't prevent it from replicating at such a speed that it won't just take over your whole body. So when you have a good amount of vitamin D, you prevent the cytokine storm, which is what the infectious disease doctor was talking about, because the speed that it replicates is faster than you make the white blood cells to fight it off. So it eventually just takes over until right. you can get that herd immunity. Just overwhelms. Right. And once it gets into everything and it gets into your lungs, your lungs are just kind of like perma-damaged. Oof. No one wants perma-damage. No, nah, nobody wants perma-damaged, especially if you celebrate recent holidays. <laughs> make it tough to recover. <laughs> so I'm not done. If you're not done, I want to get a beer. Um, 
I got a little bit more time, man. It's yeah, I got a little bit more time. All right, I'm gonna throw this at a break for a second. I'm just gonna play a song on here real quick. And grab Sounds good. Yeah, I'll go take a leak. Perfect. Perfect. I don't know if Rick's back. I'm back. Yeah, I'm here. Hey. All right. See, I got break music and everything. This is legit. It's a full-on legit production here. It's not bad, you know, as long as you pay a couple bucks. Like, I bought that song for my son before he was born. It's like, this is Jack's song. So, like, it's published on Spotify and everything. What do you mean you bought the song? Like, you downloaded it? No, I... Paid a guy to create me a song that I would. You own. had a guy write you a song for your kid. Yeah, man, I feel like the worst dad ever. I got a playlist. I got a playlist of six songs. Don't tell my wife that she's gonna she's gonna hold my hold that over my head. Well, you don't have a song for your daughter, do you? I don't have one for my daughter, but I have one for my son. <laughs> but it's only because I'm in that situation now that I can do that. It had nothing to do with lack of love or anything like that. Did you do like that little like a uh, Facebook thing where they you can like. I don't know, give them a couple of ideas and the type of style of music you want and they make it for you? How, how did you get the song written for your son? So um, through this time of m- making this podcast, I met a dude who is a, an EMT and like it was just, he was what he was doing on the side. And uh, his name is uh, Pocket Grooves on Instagram. Love that name. 
Yeah, right. It's a it's pretty perfect because <laughs> he makes all these little fifteen second clips. Like, you know what, man? I'm gonna get in contact with you. And then it worked out perfectly. So I got a hold of him. I was like, let's make this and let's publish this. So like I published a small little playlist on Spotify after he made some songs and I gave him I don't know, twenty ideas of artists and like forty song ideas or so. And we discussed what we wanted on there. So if like if your camera's working, let's see if it'll zoom in and fix that. There. There it is. Yeah. Look at that. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Whole playlist right there. It's ready to roll. So uh So I is it all like is it all like the techno EDM stuff that I just heard or what? Yeah. Pretty much because it's easy because I don't, I'm not, gonna, I'm not, a, I can't write a country song for him. I'm not going to write a hardcore. Uh, the next step would be to do a few songs that have like a guitar riff in it because. Look, I'll be honest with you. I'll play. be honest with you. You and I can write a country song right now. Oh, probably. Being, being a, a writer for country music is probably one of the easiest jobs in the world. It is. And I, I will, I will, I, I will, you, you will never change my mind on this. I could literally make up a hook to a country song by looking at the shit that's on my table right in front of me right now. Two empty cans of Miller Lite and a half-dead cell phone. Sitting, staring at the screen, wishing I could just get home. Boom, right there, Mr. Meyer. That's a hook. That's a a banger right there. But I don't know how to write chord music. Well, you know, I leave that to somebody else. <laughs> That's what he does. And now I don't have to write lyrics, and he does all the chord music. So I see the. I see you got like uh, some Chicago Cubs. You got a little Bears jersey in the background. Are you from that area? Oh yeah, up there, up there, right on the border. I mean, you. I grew up in South Beloit, Illinois. Born in Beloit, Wisconsin. You do not have the Illinois accent that no, you typically I, hear from people, which is which is the Uper accent either. The Uper. Yeah. Oh, how you doing, don't you know? Oh, yeah, don't you know there. Yeah, so, like, that's up. Like, once you get to the middle of Wisconsin, it gets super northern redneck. And then a Chicago accent, it's just a little different than the way I talk, but it's just a little bit more of an aggressive tone. Yeah. Where is it? Isn't it? I thought it was, like, isn't it Illinois that has, like, the A's? Like, the A's are really oddly uh, pronounced. Oh, hey. I could I could have that wrong. That's Canada and uh, Northern Wisconsin. Well, no, I mean that's yeah, no, I know that one, but there is there is like a uh, I I thought it was somewhere in the Midwest right there where like the uh, the A's are very like drawn out or something. Oh, I don't know. oh yeah, that's over. That's not far where I'm from. Actually, it's more towards the Great Lakes. Okay, so, like, all right. Another 15 miles, and I would probably have that hard A. You know what's weird too is like I'm I've I'm born and raised right here in like the Tampa St. Pete Florida area. So to think of like an area of this country where there are multiple like accents, you know what I mean, and dialects that that come about just from like different pronunciations. Uh, that's kind of that's that's kind of interesting to me to think that you might drive an hour or two this way and people are talking totally different. You know, down here you either get country ass guy or you get you know kind of regular dude. I didn't realize how much of an accent Sarasota has. Until you talk to someone that was born in Sarasota in the 40s and 50s, there is some country-ass accents. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we were here first. You guys just don't know yet. It's like, wait, where are you from? Like, I was born and raised here Y'all flew here. We grew here. (laughs) 
That's a great. That's actually what my shirt says right now. <laughs> that's a that's an awesome way to put it. My wife can put that. She was born and raised in Bradenton. Yeah, there's not a whole lot left, man. I mean, Crackers. you know, I, I'm again, I'm I'm born and raised right here in St. Pete. If there was something that took me out of this area, man, it would have to be something pretty pretty uh, juicy because this is this is one of the better besides the god awful heat that we're about to enter into for the rest of the year. You can't beat this area, man. Like snow? I love to fish. You don't. You've never wanted snow. Ah, uh, like my well, okay. No, I'd, about, I'd oh, be, can we go up there? Can we want to uh, see like a fresh snow? It's like, no, you don't. You want to see the yeah. movie version of snow, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that that's that. I, I'm that guy. Like I want to see. I now ideally, eventually, one day, I'd like to go live somewhere where I could see the seasons change because I've never seen that. Right. Like I've never seen it go from bare you know bones cold of january february into the spring blossoming summer and then into the fall leaves dropping and you know see that i've never seen that so to me that is a very interesting part of life that i haven't experienced yet hopefully one day i will it's hard. Uh, but every time i do every time i do people say well, be careful what you wish for when you have to go out there <laughs> at five six o'clock in the morning shovel your ass out of the driveway so you can get to work it's not as great as people make it sound. That's even worse than that. So, like, before bed, you're going to have to snow blow. And then if it's still snowing during that process, you're going to have to set a fucking alarm to do it at the midway point, like, two to three. What? What? Because if it gets if it gets more than a foot, like, sometimes your snowblower bogged down, and there's not oh, much geez. more back-breaking work than shoveling a fucking driveway, especially when the snowplow pushed another two feet Onto your drive of your driveway. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the that's yeah. the fucking worst. So like when you talk about seasons, yeah, seasons are great for like spring. Spring is good. Fall that's good for like two weeks. You get to see like the leaves just die off and fall, and then you get to rake your leaves and burn your yeah, trash. Yeah, fuck that. I hate that. Nothing. I get super headaches because everyone up north rakes their yards from all their leaves, and then you have to burn them because like the trash people won't even take it anymore. Well, it's a shit ton of leaves to begin with. If you've ever had to rake your yard, it's a lot of leaves. You don't realize how many leaves are on a tree until they turn brown and fall off your fucking tree. And then it's a (laughs) naked tree for Halloween. That's it. So it's cool. Speaking of Halloween, speaking of Halloween, that is one reason why I would love to. uh, And this past year, we were a little bit lucky here, but I have not had a cool Halloween. That's Every fair. Halloween that I can remember, <laughs> you you basically you basically pick your costume around how comfortable you can be <laughs> in ninety five degree heat. Yeah, two years I wore a Chewbacca costume. That I would love to wear a bear costume. I'd love to dress up as a bear. That ain't happening in Florida, I, man. It's I not happening down here. How sweaty I got wearing that Chewbacca costume. <laughs> I believe it. Oh. I believe it. Nothing with a face mask. That, that that's the goal. Yeah, yeah. And you don't want anything on the top of your head. You want it like loose fitting. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Like you, you definitely plan your costumes around the weather down here. So maybe eventually one day I'll be able to do that. Like because I think it would be cool to have you. Uh, have you know to, the you have to plan it the same the same way, but the opposite. Which is okay because most costumes are full covering or heavier material. You know what those, I mean? A lot of it is. Amazon, so like they aren't truly protecting you. So like it may look like you're wearing this long sleeve and shit, but it's just blowing right through it. And then you're a Chewbacca with like a starter jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> <Can> you, <laughs> 
I'm picturing now uh, Chewbacca in some old school like '80s NBA basketball shorts. Yeah. Oh, picture Team Wolf, right? Team Wolf. Like, uh, what's, his, yeah. what's your boy's name? Michael uh, J. Fox. Yeah, picture, that's what I'm thinking of Chewbacca, right? Oh, don't do the shaking <laughs> thing, man. I was gonna do that. I, I held myself back. Yeah, but you're not even on camera, so I had to do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I, I could feel you ready to do it in the shake. So I was like, well, I did. I almost I almost even said something about shaking during that joke. Oh, you know what? There's a couple. You get a pass. You're in healthcare. You get a pass. I can't do that. I can. I can. Yeah, I'm doing it out of sympathy for the ones I care for. So right. I love. The second I say that, I start to develop ALS or whatever he's got. So, um, wait, hold on. I have a super. Uh, it's going to be offensive when you think about it. But I have okay. a question, and it's uh, not related to anything to what we've talked about. But I heard the question asked, and I was like. I got to ask that to someone on the podcast, and I didn't know what to do, so I wrote it down. All right, say your dick cures cancer, all right? It's a superpower I'm going to grant you. But you have to have sex with them to completion in order to cure your cancer. You're going to take the power, right? Okay, hold on. I feel like this, I feel like this is a loaded question. Let me make sure I have this right. You're telling me that I all of a sudden I can be gifted the power to take away somebody's cancer... But in order to do that, I have to, my dick is the thing that can get rid of the cancer. And in order for that to happen, I have to put my dick into that person. Correct. And you've not specified whether this is a male or female at this point, have you? I have not. You have not. That is why I'm questioning it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I uh, Little stuff like your wife, you're going to cure her, obviously. Oh, yeah, I'll take care of her a couple times. (laughs) Are you going to cure her dad? Nah, nah, he's lived a good life, man. He's he's done he's done his time. He's 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 got a full life. Yo, know, what about those poor little kids at St. Jude's? Okay, see look now <laughs> and see you're still doing the shaking thing from Michael J. Fox. Now you've just combined two jokes and I feel bad. Oh, so like are you gonna you know like you got a little kid with cancer, you can cure them, but you have to have sex with them. You do it? No, man. This is getting weird, man. No. No, everybody's gonna have cancer. Except Everybody, for hot everyone's chicks. Gonna have to go. Everybody but hot chicks. <laughs> Uh, you know, and, and big, big booty bitches. Are uh, you know, all that's the same exact cancer. answer that I'd heard too from the the people who posed the question. Only the <laughs> only hot chicks are going to get cured with cancer. Yeah, family's got to go. Wife's dad's got to go. Sorry. Oh, look, you know, you take it, you take it with a grain of salt, right? You know, you've lived a good life. You had a you good run, bud. You don't think Meg, Megan's going to be just like, hey, come on, just once. Just don't- Throw it to my dad. He's got cancer. Just <laughs> throw it on. to would him. You, have a heart. Have a heart, would you? I Do you this for me. me. Yeah, I thought you loved me. Why aren't you? Why aren't you sticking it to him? Oh, that's weird. I think I think my wife's dad's got to go too. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Okay, that's that a that's a tough one, man. Dad. That's a tough one. I like to feel. I like to think that like I'm a philanthropist or a humanitarian, but not when you put it like that. Oh, oh the no, I'm as selfish as it gets when when it comes down to that. that. I'm a selfish bastard now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she said, "I better save him." So, uh, is there any other way, Doc? Is we'll there have to discuss what's going to be in it for me because that's going to be traumatizing for both me and him. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a know, tough one. Let's, let's rock paper scissor, man. At least start there. <laughs> I need an out. I need some sort of out. Look, hey, I I, I chose rock. You chose a uh, uh, <laughs> scissors. scissors. I, I win. win. You're out. Yeah. So. Sorry, bud. You should have you picked paper. Should have <laughs> picked paper. You'd have had yourself another life. <laughs> uh, as it stands, you still have cancer. 
so it's gonna it's gonna take you away. <laughs> and uh, I'll be I'll be I'll be damned if that Hawaiian Tropic you know swimsuit team all of a sudden got cancer and I'm the only guy around. So I keep my falling grenade for, for that one. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm, I, at that point in time, I am a man of the people. <laughs> I'm just a giver. That's you right. Know, you know, I try to do it. I give back. It's a curse. I care too much. <laughs> it's a curse. I care too much. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I had to ask that one. But yeah, yeah that's I, a, guess, I guess you answered right. Yeah. No, yeah, those... uh, no laws broken. No, 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 no. And really, if you're just trying to make it uh, for future generations now, like if you're to completion, the odds are you're going to knock a couple of them up. Well, so no, you're advancing a more attractive generation. Well, that, that's a good point. Now you have that you have kind of control of the population, right? It's almost population control at that point. Like you're like, okay, well, look, you uh, you're definitely not fitting my mold. Uh, see, now this is getting to some Hitler type stuff here. You're now <laughs> trying to create a super <laughs> race is what this Hitler is boiling down to, right? <laughs> it's a superior race. Yeah, this is getting into a, oh, a dicey, a slippery. I was. I was a blonde dude for a long time. Yeah. I got dark hair now. You got some hue. You get some blonde hue to it. It's not as yeah. Bad. My wife goes to the get her hair done every six weeks or something. So she's a blonde too. Oh, four. Okay, thanks, thanks, babe. We'll have to do a double date you, sometime. I, Let Megan on. So my wife does hair, and I can't be any. You, you may or may not remember this. I'm a cheap bastard. I do. I do not like spending my money. I like to keep it whenever I can, uh, and paying somebody you know fifteen twenty dollars for a haircut sucked my wife's a hairstylist for the for as long as i've been with with megan i've not had to pay for a haircut yeah but in the photos that i got to see before i messaged you like you had some long ass hair on facebook uh long to me look uh, at i'm this is all i'm wrong well i used to well okay you also you also have to remember for the longest time i just i just just buzzed it all off this is the first I was, time I was yeah, this is the first time in years that i didn't either just let it grow or just like didn't uh, hit me with a for one. years. I was working whatever sixty hour weeks, you know, for for radio and stuff. So I just had a hat on. I wasn't going out. I wasn't doing any anything that I had to care about my physical appearance. So I just buzzed it all off. I could even do it at the house if I really ran into a jam. Uh, so yeah. So now she's you know she cuts it, so it's, it gets a little bit longer. But at least I don't, I don't have to go sit in a line, right? Like I don't have to go to a especially during Corona or COVID or whatever and go sitting somewhere with a mask on and flip through my phone and whatever else. Now I can, I can have a beer and a, and a pour of bourbon uh, and not have any weight before I sit down in the chair and let her cut my hair. Bourbon. Love that. You drink, you're, you're a whiskey, whiskey guy? Yeah, man. I, uh, I, I, I switched out of, like, when I was doing, back in the day, man, I was doing some heavy beers, heavy beer drinking, and that caught up. That definitely caught up. So I moved over to, uh, to some of the brown liquor, man. I really fell in love with bourbon. I love bourbon now. Are you good enough that you know the difference between like a bourbon, a bourbon whiskey, and a whiskey? Uh, I mean, a little. I'm not gonna claim to know a whole like a a master distillery or something like that. But I like I, I kind of know the difference between a rye and a bourbon and that sort of thing. Yeah, I was just curious. I I, just, I, I knew this guy that lived across the street from me, and he was he was talking about his fancy shit. Like he's like, oh, I got a bottle of, bottle of Pappy. I was like, oh my god, can I try it? Yeah. My unrefined ass palate as I drink this McUltra, I was like, kind of, kind of just tastes like booze. And he's like, well, he's, he's like, well, let let me. You try realize yours. that's like a three hundred dollar bottle. Yeah, I realized that that shot was like sixty five dollars at the bar. Uh huh. 
So he's a yeah, cool. Pappy's crazy, man. And the <laughs> weird thing about bourbon that I've recently learned, and there's like I, I I work with a couple of guys that are bourbon guys. Like they actually have Facebook pages about bourbon. They do tasting of bourbons, right? So these guys kind of like let me in on you know like pull the curtain back, if you will, right? So mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of these distillers that have like, for instance, Pappy, right? Pappy. The same exact bourbon that goes into the bottle that says Pappy Van Winkle on it, that's, you know, age 10 years, five years or whatever, that same bourbon is also in a knockoff bottle uh, that might be, I think it's Basil Hayden. I think Basil Hayden is like the knockoff of Pappy. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, but you're paying for the Pappy label. You know, you're paying another 50 bucks a bottle for the label. How weird is that? Uh, Oh, I love it. I love finding that stuff, man. Cause I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pour, I'll take a cheap bottle of bourbon and pour it into like a nice decanter. You don't know what it is, man. I can tell you it's Pappy and it could be Basil Hayden. You're like, dude, this guy's pouring me shots of Pappy. I do have a nice decanter too. When I bought my Harley. So you had a decanter when you bought your Harley. Yeah. Explain that. Uh, it was just uh, the, the local Harley dealership has like a giveaway every month. So like once you spend $300 in like their, uh, like apparel shop, they'll do all these giveaways. Yeah. So like I've got, I've gotten like backpacks, shirts, decanters. A uh, pot shop does that. Um, shot glasses and then like pint glasses. Sweet. So when I bought my Harley, I was like, Oh shit. Well, if you want to buy this, my, the, the wife's like, Oh, since you're buying this, let's buy this jacket. Bam. Backpacks. Uh, a couple months later, bam, decanter. Like, All right, man, we're going to spend the money anyway. May as well wait until they have a new promotion. Nice. But um, Yeah, Skilo, uh, my dude on the south side, he'll do like some giveaways every once in a while. He'll come by a quarter from him. He'll be like, hey, you want a, you want a, you want a, a grape blunt? You want a white apple blunt? So you're a I mean, blunt dude. Kind of I, know, I was actually. No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know if you were like a blunt dude or a spliff dude or a joint dude. No, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just, just, a, just, a, just a pipe guy. I'm just not. I'm just. Not verse. I've been drug tested heavily since I was 19 years old. Everything I've did is like afraid. Yeah. So did you did you ever get into it before you got into that field or no? No. As soon as I moved to Florida, I got I became a CNA. <clears throat> yeah. So like I was always in healthcare. I always felt like no a time for the devil's lettuce. Like a hit of some tobacco with the weed, so I didn't didn't get too bogged down. Yeah, you didn't feel like you had a full. I got I got vape locked when I was. Like 23 on Thanksgiving, I took a couple of hints, hits off of a, a bowl of my uncle. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not ready for this. And because I'm a drinker, I love to yeah. drink some booze. So I was you probably got lightheaded and went right down. Oh, man. I couldn't even. He felt like channel. a sack of potatoes. Yeah. I was watching fucking infomercials. <laughs> That'll happen. That'll <laughs> happen. Everybody's got that uncle that turns them on to it, man. I had an uncle that did it to me, too. Now I'm happy that people that are in like real pain can get some fucking weed. Like, nothing sucks worse than just being fucking pain all the time. Well, I think the cool part about it too is, man, it's it's almost the same. I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word narrative or excuse or anything like that, but it, it's it's kind of the same like thought that you've heard from from you know marijuana supporters for the longest time. People that can smoke marijuana will take less pharmaceutical drugs, and oh, some of them. Yeah, no, it is. It's absolutely true. And I think that's one of the more beautiful things about it, man, is that there's there's so much undiscovered benefits of it. You know what I mean? Obviously, there, there's some cool stuff to it. The recreational side of it is what it is. And you get a pretty sweet, you know, effect from it. Um, 
but like it's it's like a it's like a pretty amazing and miraculous type of thing. It's just a freaking plant, man, and you can put fire to it. And if you just so happen to inhale the shit that comes off of that fire, it can cure some stuff. It can make you feel better. It can relieve some pain that you have. Like my mom right now, she's got blood pooling in the back of one of her eyes. She's going blind in her eye. The doctor told her, look, I can stick you with a needle in this thing and start to, you know, a needle into your eye and start to relieve some of that pressure. Or you can go home and smoke a joint and relieve the pressure on your eye yourself. But she's she's like, what? I, I don't have to. I don't She's yeah. She's developing glaucoma uh, or she had a stroke in her eyes. So there's whatever, whatever, the, you know, whatever the whole thing is, is the doctor basically said, you can either go, you know, have me stick a needle into your eye and hope for the best. Or you can go light up a joint when you get home and, and let it. Pressure. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the stuff that's really cool, man. And that, you know, obviously that's like the, uh, 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 the CBS story that you want to hear, right? Like the evening news story where it's, you know, it's a, it's a nice warm and fuzzy kind of, you know, grandma's able to get off the, uh, the pharmaceuticals cause she can take a little pre a hit of a pre-rolled joint that she get from, uh, her, from her dispensary. Uh, I just think there's, I think, I just think it's a very, very, very neat time to be alive and, and to see that sort of explode, you know, kind of just open up and, and the whole world of it being, a, you know, entertained. I think that's one of and the biggest The stigma is gone, ever. right? Like the, sti- the stigma is almost gone. Like when you think of somebody that smokes weed, uh, you know, and obviously you don't sound like a guy that, that partakes by all, at, at all because you're in the field that you're in, but you probably have a preconceived notion of, of what you think of a, of a pot smoker. And that may or may not have changed over the last five or 10 years, which I think a lot of people's perceptions have. Mine, mine didn't change, but that's only because I was a huge advocate of it for probably the last 12 years. Mm. I, I have never met a pothead who was like a pill taker. Like it's not a game yeah. drug. I don't know what, what the government, anyone tried to tell you. If you know a stoner, they're just a stoner. So, like, uncles and family members who smoke pot, it's because they just like to smoke pot, whether it's to chill out for anxiety, for sleep, for pain. They're not taking fucking oxys and Dilaudid to try to get rid of that pain. Uh, No, because they they smoke weed, and it knocks it out. That's it. I I have a lot of friends who just, their baseline is a, a low high. Whether it's a token legal vapes, whether it's eating a little gummy in the morning, yeah, that's that that's where they need to be because if they don't, they're going to need fucking back surgeries or fucking something. But no, it's it, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, man. There's there's so many different benefits to it. That's obviously. You know that that can be a whole deep and 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 beautiful conversation, man. But yeah, it's like I said, man. It's a, it's a pretty interesting time. I'll be honest with you. You know, 10, 15 years ago, I never ever thought there would be a day I could walk into a store uh, and look at a menu and be like, I'll take some of that, you know, orange Kush cake right there, or I'll take some of that Black Widow that's over there, or ah, you know what? Throw in some of that Shatter back there. You got some of that. Uh, Durban poison shatter back there. Throw that in the bag for me. Yeah, a few years ago, like I've never been a partaker. Like I don't smoke weed. I do my vape pen, but that's because I don't like to smoke cigarettes because I hate the smell of them. Yeah. Um, me and the wife went over to Colorado. Like, well, shit, we got all these licenses. Well, it's fucking legal here, so we went. Yeah. We flew to Denver. Uh, we stayed at Boulder for a few days. Well, we just went to a dispensary and just like 
Here's my ID. Everything's legal. Let me try these blondies, these brownies, these gummies. Did you guys have a good time? Oh, man. Apparently, there's a, there's little videos saved <laughs> on phones and whatnot. I was high as shit. Didn't feel it. But, you know, I was, I was on a swing. Yeah. Like a little kid. I was high. But, man. You are having a great time, weren't you? It was fucking great. It was awesome. And not once did I think about trying to pop a fucking oxy. It was just. No. And you, you will never be. Yeah, you'll never be chasing down a, a bottle of pills if you got, if you got a joint or a blunt or a, a bowl pack in front of you, man. It's it's incredible. It's it's awesome. I, you know, I'm I'm kind of excited to be alive for this uh, for this time, man. It's 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 awesome. Any, any any pot smoker would be lying if they said they weren't excited about what's going on right now. Yeah, you have to go get your license for some states, and you know, I think Florida's getting ready to try to go recreational. And there's like you said, Colorado's recreational. You know, California is, and some other states, but. Man, it's it's on its way, dude. There's have you seen how much money these states are making? Right. They're paying off all these debts and funding all these public schools. Why would you not want that? The only problem is, is I guess, and I, you know, I'm not as as up educated on this as I can, but I, I think that the the problem still is is that like federal banks banks won't accept that money yet. Because it's still federally, federally illegal. Right. At the state level they've Stupid decriminalized bullshit. it. It's literally yeah, just it's, uh, it's a tape. It's just tape. Just blocking off all these things to make people happy. Yeah. It's all from stigma from the 70s and 80s, you know. Um, back at, like, the clips that you guys used to play, those audio, weird audio clips you guys used to play back in the day on SBS. You know, like, where are the white women at? Like, that is the same <laughs> shit that used to play in the 40s and 50s about black people raping white women. Yeah. You know, the, the weed craze, like. It's all just a narrative pushed by the FDA way back in the day. It's you know what I started thinking about from time to time? Like I'll 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 ha- I'll sit back, I'll have a smoke, and you start thinking about that. Right? Like you just random thoughts start getting into your head, and you're like, "Yeah, man, I wonder what it was like in the '40s and '50s when there all this propaganda was spinning around about how terrible this stuff is, and the most of the the country and the world probably thought it was like the worst thing ever." But then I started thinking like. It obviously didn't start right then, right? Nobody just discovered marijuana in the 1900s. Right. How how far back were people smoking bud, right? Like how was Jesus smoking bud back in the day where the disciples rolling things up on some, you know, some some special hemp paper? What like th- those are the kind of the crazy conversations I think about because marijuana is not something that's been recently discovered, right? Like it's been around for quite a long time. Yeah, it's just been improved over the last couple of decades. Uh marijuana oh, yeah. I think dates back and to the, the pre-Egyptian era, so like a couple thousand BC. Um, so does like the cocoa leaf goes back to the Aztecs. Yeah. So. Cocaina. Everything everything was done then. It just had a positive outlook. Positive. They had good press way back then. Yeah. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. If you will. To sit to put a word <laughs> to a good press. Yeah. They weren't having the. Well, there wasn't a lot of money being driven behind it, too, right? That's, yeah, everyone that's had the root it. of so a lot like of evil. Yeah, it wasn't a narrative. And then when it came to America, cocaine was a cure-all. It was in every product that you could buy. Yeah. It was in, it was in cough medicine. It was in Coca-Cola. Yeah. It was in a pain relief. <laughs> it was used as a supplement to coffee. Not not 50 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. But, you know, oh, this drug's going to make you want to, you know, rape white women. So now it's a fear. Um, and then it was used in a wine for like 10 years after it got banned because they didn't know what was in it when it got shipped from England or France over here as a presidential gift for like 
FDR. So like in the 70s, 40s, 50s, I know it was used as a presidential present for years after it was already banned. That better be the finest of fine right there, right? I heard if you're it, giving I that heard to a president. fucking bomb that you could get a good head buzz from red wine and then the the buzz to keep going and keep like partying. Uh, That's a wine that'd be good as fuck. It's one hell of a drug. Was his, uh, was it Rick James or? Yeah, uh, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Cocaine's one hell of a drug. <laughs> oh, wait. So uh, uh, moving on from uh, drug talk, which were obviously both. I'm I'm pretty much to the point. I'm uh, decriminalize all drugs because I'm more for if you're going to prison, rehab to go and do something else. Like the amount of weed smokers in prison for life for three strikes or heroin addicts. Uh, you know what? It's not their fault they got hooked on heroin. Usually, someone's like in a tough spot and they try it, and then then you're just tracing the dragon. Um, yeah, that can get ugly. Right? And I can see where people get addicted to it because like way back in my early, early 20s, I think I was 21, I tried Adderall. I was like, holy shit, I can see where someone would get hooked on speed because <laughs> I, I <laughs> painted my awesome. house, I packed up my house, I moved, and I slept for like an hour and a half. I was like, you know what? I was fucking productive. I can see where <laughs> someone gets hooked on speed. <laughs> well, how much can I get done tomorrow? So I'll find out. And then I would. So like for several months, I was taking Adderalls from a loved one. I was like, oh, man, you got any more? And then the price went up. I was like, well, I can't even afford it at my fucking working rate. <laughs> the crazy thing is like they'll take Adderall and give it to a, a kid. And that's way worse. And, at least I was a And depending adult. on what your, your, your chemical uh, balance is in your head, it could have one of two effects, right? Like for you, it got you up and going and moving around and getting stuff done. For my little sister, they gave it to her when she was like eight years old because she was super active and she just became like a, a like a zombie. Oh, and that was, that was that. awful. I could, yeah, so, but you could see where someone would get hooked on it if they needed that up. I also lost like oh, yeah. 25 pounds in three weeks. Like, man, this is kind of like a cure-all. Yeah. It yeah. No, crazy. I'd be lying if I said I didn't take that stuff. I mean, I've tried it for sure every once in a while, man. And, you know, you hear the stories about that. That's like the, uh, the, um, what do they call it? Like the, the crash study, like where you, um, cram, like where you cram for yeah, an exam. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, sessions. the college kids will take the Adderall so they can stay up all night learning stuff, studying and cramming, and then they could ace the test. Like it's legit. Like it's speed, right? Isn't that what Adderall is? It's speed. It's, it's basically methamphetamine with like one chemical difference in how it processes at the end. Uh, which can lead to longer, uh, it's bioavailability is longer on Adderall than it is with like Coke and speed because of that one chemical difference. No idea what that means. uh, The bioavailability, how it processes Uh through the liver. Uh, Uh, So it works longer. Adderall, Adderall works longer in your body than like speed does because it's just like one chemical chain different. So I can see why I'd be hooked on it. It just works better. And it was legal. Yeah. Yeah. And your doctor will give it to you. 30 of them at a time or whatever they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 30 at a time. 30 30s. 30 30s. So uh, um, on from drugs, sports. You were, you've always been a huge Tampa fan. Yeah. How did you feel about getting Tom Brady? Because like everyone was sick of watching Tom win in New England. I hated Tom in New England. Tom Tom Brady in a New England Patriots uniform makes me puke. 
Tom Brady in a Bucks uniform makes me giggle a little bit. That guy's good, man. That guy is good. I was I was such a Tom Brady hater. I really did. I hated him. I hated seeing the Patriots win. I hated knowing that the AFC team to beat for whatever, what is it, 10 years in a row was basically the Patriots. If it wasn't them, it might have been the Steelers here and there or whoever. But for the I mean, you knew if you were going to get to the Super Bowl, you had to go through Brady at some point. And that sucked. That sucked. But when he came down to Tampa, I'm like, all right, let's see what he can do. Maybe he was just a system guy up there. Maybe it was all Belichick, and this guy is just, you know, an accurate passer that 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 maybe has a little bit of the it factor. Man, I was completely blown away. You know, the first couple of weeks down here when he was here in Tampa, obviously with the corona and the COVID, the OTAs and mini camps weren't what they should have been. And so somehow, they didn't get all yeah, the, and he somehow broke into his uh, offensive coordinator's uh, house. No, went to the wrong house. Yeah, well, Byron went to the house next door, which is just some random dude. Which, by the way, did you see the house that Byron left, which was has? I no. So, like that news, that was a big news story up here. Like, I'm in Tampa. Obviously, that was that was they they had different stories with the guy where of who owned the house that Tom Brady walked into. And when I picture like an NFL coordinator's house. I picture like a big fancy mansion style house, right? Like maybe not something that Tom Brady has yeah, or, you know, JJ waters, right. Maybe not something like that, but something like, okay, well, and this is on Davis Island. If you know anything about the Tampa area, that's like where the, you know, that's like one of the richest neighborhoods in all of, all of the area. And when they showed a picture of Byron Leftwich's house, I'm like, that looks like it could be down the street from my house. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I was a little, I was, I was, I was very unimpressed with what he was living in. My dad would and I don't know if that's, that. Uh, yeah, right. I don't know if that's by design because a lot of these guys who are not like lifers for a team, they don't go and buy like the biggest house in, in town because they could be out in two or three years, right? They don't want to set roots and, and take that kind of uh, uh, risk on. But anyways, as far as Tom Brady being here in Tampa, man, it was, uh, I, was, I was a hater. I was a skeptic for a long time. But damn, it's, it's nice to have a quarterback. It is nice to have a quarterback. I bet it is. Yeah, Wait, who no. you got? What do you got over there? Still a Trubisky guy? Uh, no. Who's under center for you guys now? You, you're it's, obviously a Bears guy, right? Dalton now. Oh, that's right. But like, I watched the slinging ginger. <laughs> yeah, the, the red rocket. Yeah, I was well, I was watching the NFL draft at work, watching cardiac rhythms the day that Mitchell Trubisky got drafted. I was live tweeting and texting my dad at the same time. I was like, "All right, we're up to pick." Deshaun, we're getting Deshaun. This is going to be uh-uh. great. I watched him rape <laughs> Alabama for years. We're going to win this. We got a quarterback. And, you know, other people are like, uh, a black quarterback in Chicago? They're not going to draft him. I was like, no, they're going to do it. They're smart. Uh, Chicago trades up, picks Mitchell Trubisky. He's like, who? Yeah. Who? Nobody saw that coming. He only played one year at North Carolina, right? And he wasn't great then. He wasn't that great. Like I, I'm a Florida State guy who's in the ACC and the Coastal Division that plays against UNC. And when they were talking about him going in the top five or the top ten, and you know, as as a quarterback being picked, I'm like, I didn't like. We I saw Matt Ryan play against Florida State. I knew that that guy was a good quarterback. I saw Deshaun Watson play against uh, Florida State. That guy was a beast, right? Like you see some of these guys coming up, and, but Mitchell Trubisky never struck me as a guy that was good. Like he was a good game manager, and and Florida State was having like kind of a down year when he beat us. Uh, but I was shocked too. Yeah, man, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. You know, I watched Jameis play in college. I was like, man, he's excited. <laughs> he had a cannon. Granted, I, obviously he 
didn't do great in Tampa. I feel like part of that might have been that fucking asshole that had uh, Shianu. Like Greg Shiano? Yeah, I feel like yeah. I think part of him being there hampered the growth of Jameis. That oh, yeah, big see. time. He went, I don't think he had the same offensive coordinator for two years in a row any of the time that he was here in Tampa. I think he had to keep learning a new system pretty much every time. And, I'll, I mean, look, I – I'm a Florida State guy. I love Florida State. I love Tampa Bay. And even when even when Jameis won the national championship in 2013 against Auburn, I looked to the people that were standing next to me, and they almost ripped my head off. I said, Jameis is not an NFL quarterback. They go, what? He's one of the Heisman Trophy. He's beating all these guys. We're, we're one of the national He's not an NFL quarterback. He's going number one overall. He's not an NFL quarterback. He has a terrible release. He has a long windup, and the guy can't read defenses. The reason why he won so many times at Florida State is because we just had one of the most offensively stacked teams that the that the ACC has ever seen, and there was mismatches everywhere. Systems, yeah. Same reason I don't like Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is going to fail. I think he's soft, man. I don't. I don't trust any quarterback coming out of Alabama. Never. I, I, I'm, I don't. You know what? I don't know if that's fair, but I don't think Mac Jones or any Alabama because, like, oh, great, they have another first-round wide receiver. Anyone. I could be a good quarterback, not elite. I'm not going to be in the Heisman running, but any quarterback can succeed if they can read a system that they set forth, and you have all these first-round picks running your routes. Yeah, that's, Everybody's that's the open. key right there. Everybody's open. So yeah, when you've got a team full of five star recruits and you're going up against three star recruits, you should win that matchup every single time. I, every it's time, a, it's the same reason I kind of worry about Trey Lance, though, because like he hasn't faced elite competition. He's athletic as fuck, so he's going to go someplace. How do you feel about Justin Fields out of Ohio State? Uh, uh, it's hard to say, man. I you know I didn't get to see him a lot because he's in the Big Ten. Um. I think uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Like I I watched a little bit of his pro day, and I guess he did okay with that. I just didn't get a chance to watch him in real competition to to, to make a good decision on him. I heard some stuff today about uh, Zach Wilson from BYU that worried me. I was like, they, they compared him to Sam Darnold. You know, great arm, doesn't read as well, and he played in, in a weak ass division where he didn't have to worry about being facing like elite pass rushers on his edge to yeah. crumple the pocket. I was like, Oh shit. And then I looked up some stuff. I was like, Oh man, he did have a pretty good pocket. Most of the time, a tight pocket, like happy feet, same shit that happened with Sam Darnold. Like Tom Brady, he could coach a class on like footwork in a tight pocket. I fucking hate Tom Brady and I hate how well he's done. <laughs> and then when he went to Tampa, he did all these podcasts and shit, and he was cussing and having a good ass time. Like, yeah, Tom, Tom Brady's all right. It's kind of cool to see a different side of him. Yeah, because like I didn't realize the Patriot way was hampering who he is as a person. Oh yeah, I got to listen to a story about growing up in uh, over in California. He's a SoCal boy, and then getting to listen to him talk about being in Michigan. He's like, I fucking hated the cold, and then <laughs> and then he's like, and then it was. Then, then it well, he wasn't there. recruited very high, was he? At all. No. Yeah. He, they, everyone just, his whole career, everyone's like lackluster arm, no athleticism. Like, uh, 
He's not going to win a 40, but he's a quarterback. He shouldn't have to win the 40 yard dash. Right. Well, that that's the whole, the whole, uh, the, the, the takeaway from that is like the combine can't measure the heart. That's so true. Right. Yeah, and if there's now, any, if there's any guy that, that can, can speak to that to a T it's Tom Brady. He didn't have the, I think he height wise, he's probably there. Right. But all the other intangibles of the, of the, of the combine were not in his favor. The guy is the best quarterback that's ever laced up cleats. He's the winningest franchise in history. He's got seven Super Bowls. The highest other franchise has six, and that's the Patriots and the Steelers. He's the yeah. winningest franchise in history. It's insane. I think he's going to be eight. I I don't see any reason why they're not going to win this year. Injuries. Well, that's that, that's the thing I that they were them. they were they were able to kind of avoid that or not have it hit them too hard last year. Uh, I, you know, just I think it's going to come down to depth, man. If they can, if they can keep a decent team on the team week in week out, yeah, they they've got a shot, man. They they were on, and and if you heard any of the interviews with Brady towards the end of the season, or even rather after the season, they never hit their peak. They were on the way up as the playoffs started. They started getting better and kept 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 getting better, and they still they ended they ended up winning the Super Bowl on the way up. Like they didn't even peak yet. So that that's going to be kind of fun to watch. Is you know if if. The second season uh, in this system with with Brady under with Bruce Arians and and Leftwich and whatever else, uh, it could be it could be a pretty fun show to watch on Sundays with those guys. I, yeah, I think their offense this year could be better than the what, 2008 Patriots. Eight, Two, yeah, is that when they, eight, right? when they had the they went almost Lock undefeated. Show? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, had, they have like an what? offense to beat that, and now now because Tom's there, all these players want to play for them. So like. They still have a badass defense of good pass rushers, corners. Uh, say, I think well, you got guys restructuring their deals to stay here. You know, you got guys that are taking less money on and less guaranteed money because they got a shot at winning the Super Bowl. I, ho- I hope AB stays. I don't need him. You don't. You don't no, you don't need him. Fuck. Oh, well, don't need him. Take what's his name who just uh, failed his physical in New England. Edelman. Oh well, he just retired, right? Yeah, for now. Right. Yeah, well, that's too. that's you know that's the rumor, right? That's the rumor. The, the the Bucks look. I might have to come. I might have to watch them play this year. You should. And then you uh, should get behind you know, your hometown team, man. My Bears beat the the Bucks last year. So. Okay, look. You know the sun shines on a dog's ass once a day. Yeah, that was a that was a good year. That was prime time. I got to watch that while putting together my son's bookshelf. I was like, oh about shit. It, huh? I was excited. It was a good day. That was awful, dude. There was a, like I was just stood in in, in pure shock at that. I'm like, is Chicago for real? What is going on here? I knew I knew it was all a, a smoke show once the Bucks beat the shit out of the Packers. Like, oh, okay, that was a good day for the Bears. A bad day for the Bucks because then they played Rodgers and shit, and they they beat the shit out Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Like, nobody right. saw that coming. I was like, yeah, I knew, I knew it was over because the Packers, I always knew, were a better team. That's fair. I'll give you that. So, we went, you gave me way more time. I didn't realize it was even fucking close to two hours. Is so, that how long it's been? Yeah, it's an hour and 50. That went quick. Time flies and having fun. That's all right. So, this has been the On Call Podcast with Rick J., Mr. SBS. Hey, I appreciate I appreciate you letting me jump on, man. This was uh this was fun. It was uh it was kind of cool to kind of get that message from you that you wanted to kind of crack the mic and uh 
and put something together. And it was good timing for me. It was something that was on my mind for a long time, man. And uh, I'm happy we did it, man. This was a good time. Thanks for coming. I hope we can do it again sometime. And uh, who knows? Maybe this will give you the bites. So you can go and do your own podcast with uh, a good uh, ca- a good cable so you can have some good-ass signal. Right. Do video. Right. Get closer to that router. <laughs> Hardwire in. All right. Take it, take it easy, Rick. Thanks. For, hey, I appreciate uh, it, man. Thank thanks you. Thanks for coming. This has been the On Call Pod. Thanks for listening to the On Call Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at On Call Pod. Interested in being a sponsor or want to be on the show? Drop us an email at oncallpod at gmail.com. For more info, go to oncallpod.com. Boom. Sweet.